passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey everybody, it's Wei Ting here, and uh, normally on Friday nights, uh, John Pollock and I do Rewind a Smackdown, and that is typically reserved for our Patreon feed, which is postwrestlingcafe.com. Tonight, John wasn't able to join us due to just uh, family reasons, and it's all, you know, uh, very good reasons too, nothing to worry about, it's a celebratory um, uh, occasion. But uh, instead, I had Andrew Thompson join us, and I know a lot of people had a wonderful, wonderful experience listening to Andrew's thoughts on everything that's going on in the world right now on a recent edition of Rewind to Raw. So rather than um, you know put this entire episode behind a paywall, I wanted to at least make our early discussion, the first half hour of this podcast, available for everybody to listen to. So it encompasses maybe a bit of an update on everything that's been going on in the world from Andrew's perspective, as well as a bit of the news going on in, in professional wrestling itself and some of your phone calls. So uh just decided to do this, you know, because uh, I think a lot of people should listen to it. And if you want to follow Andrew, you can find him on Twitter at A.D. Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, underscore, underscore. Remember the double underscore, okay? It's not just a one underscore. Somebody took that, if you could believe it. So our Andrew, unfortunately, is relegated to double underscore status. So hopefully someday he can get rid of all the underscores. But for now, it is at A.D. Thompson underscore underscore. Hope you enjoy the conversation. And if you like the show, uh, consider subscribing to postwrestlingcafe.com for just $6 a month. Getting you a bunch of the shows. Of course, Rewind to Smackdown live every Friday night. Our MCU reviews, which culminate on Tuesday with our Endgame review. Total Recall, all of our Rewind Aways. Just a ton of stuff. Way, way more than you can ever get in real life for $6. What is that getting you these days? You know, like... Like a fancy, like a fancy, like a vitamin water or something. Anyway, postwrestlingcafe.com. Enjoy. It is officially Andrew Thompson week here at Post Wrestling. Straight off of a wonderful, fantastic appearance on the British Wrestling Experience. And who knows what else. uh, He's been on a number of podcasts I understand this week. But uh, saving perhaps uh, hopefully the best for, for the very last <laughs> on, on a Friday. We have Andrew Thompson here, Post Wrestling Zone. How are you doing, Andrew? What's going on, Wade? Thank you for having me on, man. It's a greatly appreciated. Always a good time hopping on here with you or John or, you know, the combination of both. And had a great week at Post Wrestling, I would say. And I had a real eventful week. Very busy week. I mean, well, first of all, like how, how many podcasts did you do this week? I, I mean, outside of all your writing work that you've done. Uh, so, okay, on Tuesday, I did a podcast uh, with two friends of mine uh, that work over at Fightful, and then I did the British Wrestling Experience, and I did a podcast uh, with a guy named Steve today, earlier today, and he he's a, I think he fought, he was like a big fan of post-wrestling, I think he think he's cool with Braden Harrington, and uh, I did another podcast with another friend of mine before that, and then tomorrow I'm doing a 
Backlash uh, preview show with a, another friend on Twitter. So they podcasted me out, man. The man is an incredible demand. I had, I really had no idea. I honestly felt really bad, like you know, asking you, knowing that you like had already agreed to do uh, British wrestling experience. And Andrew could have definitely said no, but he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And, and um, obviously, like everything, you know, uh, on top of all the work that you're doing, writing for us, and right, you know, doing your own interviews, right, and of course everything that else that's going on in the world mm-hmm. right now. So I think, you know, again, before we like jump back into like the wrestling discussion, um, you know, your appearance on Nate on, on Rewind to Raw from several week, weeks back, I think had a really big effect on, on a lot of our audience. So this might be an opportunity for our audience to be able to at least catch up with you. You know, we're a couple of weeks right. removed from maybe, you know, some that, that, that last interview we did with you. Um, first of all, how are you feeling right now? Be- better than I was a couple of weeks back. Because I feel like things have slightly progressed, but not at the point where it needs to be. I do feel like things have kind of like the, the 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 tension has sort of went down. But like it, it feels like things keep popping back up that make those tensions rise again. But I mean, like overall, I do feel better like than I was a couple of weeks ago. Because last week, you know, you just kind of feel drained and just like out of energy just from seeing everything that was going on. And like now, I kind of feel like I'm start, starting to get back into somewhat of a similar groove that I was before, but still, you know, worrying about what's going on, of course, in the world. As far as like, you know, the, the, um, discussion that, mm. that you think has sort of been prevailing out of everything. And we're a couple of weeks, I suppose, you know, into this, this entire thing. And, and it's important to understand that it's an ongoing process. Do you feel like that momentum is still up there? Do you feel like the, 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 the topics that need to be discussed are, are being discussed at this point? So, so as far as like the, the the death of George Floyd, I feel like the the media coverage and 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 and, and the protests as well. I feel like the media coverage has slightly went down. Like you don't see the protests that are still going on. Like, the, but they're, they're still happening. But the media isn't covering it as much. And you know, um, it it, it kind of feels like people are like because you but we've seen this in the past when these things happen and it's like a big uproar for the first week maybe carries over into the next week. And then, you know, after that, everybody, you know, goes back to what they were doing and it kind of gets flushed to the wayside. But I kind of feel like with this, people aren't just like letting it go. And I kind of, I really like that a lot that it's not just being let go. And the, it seems like the media is trying to move on from it, but like the people are just not letting it happen. And that's one thing that I really like. And then not letting this man's memory just fade in like and, 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 you know, just fall in line just with how things have happened in the past with similar situations like this. So um, I, I do feel like the momentum is still there, but not to the degree that it was a couple of weeks back. But I do feel like an impact is still being made. What do you feel like have been like the biggest, I think, discussion points coming out of everything from your perspective? The, the biggest discussion points probably would have to be like people needing to feel uncomfortable that don't like talking about these type of topics. Because I feel like a lot of people, it's, it's easy for people to, to like brush these things off and, and, you know, not speak about it. But I feel like the, the more you make people uncomfortable and, and, and not necessarily in a negative way, but just making them realize what's actually going on out here and making some people realize the privilege that they do have. Like, cause some people, like I remember I did a, like just, just talking to people of different races, uh, particularly white men or white women, like, and, and hearing them, it's like admit that they know that there's a white privilege there 
And like, I, I feel like that's a big sign of progression because they know it's there. And like you, you like just just seeing how many like I mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks back that we did on Ronda Raw with Nate, uh, John and you and, and myself. And we talked about how we're seeing so many young white women, white men and women, so many people of other different races and ethnicities coming out to support this one cause. And I feel like that's a really big thing that's going to eventually make a change because black people have been trying to do this on our own for so long and it hasn't gotten anywhere, obviously. So when you see so many people from so many different races and ethnicities just come out and support this one cause, it can get the job done. And I feel like the the only thing really left to do is just keep pushing forward because if if you just let this thing die down, then it's going like it's going to be another situation that's going to happen and start the whole process over and it's a big recycle. So that I think that's one of the big discussion points that's coming out of this whole situation. I can say for myself, like, I mean, these past couple of weeks have been an incredible, like educational period for me. Um, just mm-hmm. like consuming as, as many, I think, um, you know, materials as I can to, to try to understand exactly what is happening here, why um, we've arrived at this point and really going on to, to think about what we can even do about it. Like, if you could recommend perhaps, you know, at the, at this point, any sort of like of the best materials you've seen that are out there that you would recommend for somebody to perhaps educate themselves further on, on, on what's going on in the situation. Because unfortunately, you know, what the way that I think news is, what the way that even t- Twitter operates, you only see like the most sensational things. You're only hearing about right. the protests. You're only hearing about like, you know, the violence that, that might be out there. But like not enough, I think, discussion is being placed upon why this stuff is right. happening. So, so yeah. is there anything you'd recommend? Um, as far as like why things are happening, I think that's like a, a thing just within the, the, the system or the police department, honestly, like, and I think that's just a personal opinion as far as like why they treat black people the way they do. I think that's just a system with, with like with, within that they have constructed somehow. And I don't know why it's like that, but that's just unfortunately what it is. And I, I don't, I feel like it needs to, come from within in order for people to actually know why it is the way it is, if that makes any type of sense. But if, if I was to recommend something, there's actually a doc, there's actually a documentary um, on Netflix called 13th, I believe. And I think mm-hmm. Ava Renee, Ava, du- Ava DuVernay um, made yeah. it. And like, have you seen, have you seen, you heard about have, it? Yeah. It's, it's fantastic, man. Like highly like recommend that anybody go check that out. And, you know, like, and, and there's plenty of, like uh, some of these threads that I like people are doing like um and some of the, like the viral tweets that people have like they link a bunch of petitions to black people that have lost their lives to gun to gun violence by way of a police officer and like you can read some of the descriptions of what happened and what led to these encounters and then that can lead to you doing your own research and, and finding out what happened to these people like and and, and it is just like it is crazy to me like seeing like getting getting reminded of some of the things that have happened over the past couple of years that have kind of been forgotten about. Like I tweeted out earlier this morning, like today, well, in, a, in a couple of days, it'll be the five year anniversary of the Charleston church shooting that happened in South Carolina when the, the guy t- went in the church and targeted nine black people and killed them and admitted that, that was, he did it because of their skin color. And then just, just seeing how, and when you compare how, he was detained opposed to uh, as a, just as a recent situation with George Floyd. You, you see a black man not resisting and he gets forcefully placed on the ground and have his life taken. And then you have a guy who walks into a church and admittedly tells you that he went in there and killed these people just because of their skin color. And then you detain him properly and, you know, ultimately take him to go get food because he wasn't 
problematic like that that's like quite that, that just says like quite a statement to me like the fact that they would treat this dude with so much respect after what he just did and admitted that he did it because of the skin color and then you have a, a so many black men and women that have been killed because of and and look and, and, and uh just detained forcefully and basically have their lives taken from that so it, it's just like thinking about that comparison just like it's it's crazy to me honestly just how seeing how things really are in america are there any, you know, obviously, like something I've 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 learned is that um, these are issues that are uh, embedded really into mm. a, a yeah. system that has been created over four hundred years, and so any solution yeah. that comes up is never nothing is going to immediately fix whatever's here. It's it's going to just take perhaps yeah. that that much I, time in order to undo it. I saw that you had quote tweeted um something I had actually um quoted through you actually when Ali did an interview with Sports Illustrated and he's a former cop and he's literally telling people that they're designed to hunt people like and this is coming from and like I think that's what needs to happen like this is coming from somebody who was in the police force and people Ali wasn't just there for a cup of coffee he was in there for like four or five years like he knows what it is and he worked in Chicago and that's one of the one of those cities where I, I know it's a lot of trouble there but as far as crime and, and situations of the sort, but I also know that police have a certain demographic of, of Chicago that they target and they specifically try to get in trouble and put them in sit- difficult situations where they know they can't fight back from. And I know that's just the, the fact of what it is. But you hear that from a dude like Ali, who's who was in the system and he's telling you latently that they're designed to hunt. And I, I feel like Minnesota, they, they, they're doing the right thing by defunding the police and building building the police system up from the ground up. And then you train people properly and you let them know what it is and what they shouldn't do and make sure you have the right people in there. Do background checks. Because like when you like honestly, like some of these people that you are letting in there are racist. Mm. Like you let these like it's just what it is. They they're letting people in that are racist and they're not doing the proper background checks to find out who some of these people are. Like even um I'm pretty sure you probably saw the video um in, in Rome, Georgia, they had a KKK rally recently. Mm. And and it was it, it's just crazy to me, like how the KKK isn't viewed as a terrorist organization when they literally target anybody of color, like of any other ethnicity. Like it's ridiculous to me how the, the like the the not the, not the world, but like the government views them as some like proper legal, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. crazy, but but they view the Black Lives Matter move as some type of threat, like or the Black Panther Party as some type of as some type of threat. Like it, it, it it's just crazy. Like like. It, it doesn't take a lot to realize like what is going on, man. It's like ridiculous at this point. Like just seeing like, it, and especially that video specifically, cause it's just crazy to me how like airheaded some of these dudes are like, and, 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 and it's just like, ah. the fact that, that it even exists in 2020 anywhere in the world, especially like in America, like in a, in a, in a, in a country that I think really has prided itself on like being, you know, a, a melting pot. For, for all sort of ethnicities and, and the fact that even something like that is still able to freely exist in this country is it's ridiculous i wanted to uh uh yeah absolutely recommend the the ali uh video and also the article he did on sports illustrated but also again 13th on uh, which uh neil has informed me is actually free on youtube right now the whole thing oh wow so uh, uh you know uh it provides like i think a great crash course on like yeah. how how this stuff has has been built in systemically from from the very beginning um 
last thing I wanted to ask you before we, we kind of move on and get more into the wrestling stuff, like, you know, as far as actions that are being taken right now, last, last time we spoke to you, um, you know, it, it had only been Derek Chauvin that had been arrested in the, in the case of George Floyd or yeah. now, now all four officers have been charged. There obviously has been like great public outcry for, uh, uh, the, the arrest of, of the, uh, killers of Breonna Taylor. That's been really out there mm-hmm. right now. Um, what are some other actions that immediately that you would like to see? I, I honestly just like just from off the top, I really want to see these people get put in jail. And that's what needs to happen first and foremost. Like I, I read that one of the guys um, that was there when George Floyd was killed was released on a one million dollar bond. And that's like just, just absurd to me, the fact that he having not had the opportunity to get him like get up, get on bond, you know, like it's and. and one million dollars. I wonder where that's coming from because I know that like it's it's just like crazy to me. And and then um it, it was actually a situation that I actually saw and and it kind of reminded me. It was uh, a a young man named Kendrick Johnson, and he was he was killed back. It, it was a while ago, and he got into an argument with a white male that they went to school together. They were high school, and the other guy killed him and rolled his body up in a mat. I'm sorry if that's graphic, but that's what happened and. The guy's father was a FBI agent, and it's it's not directly confirmed. Nobody's confirmed, but it's kind of like people have just put two to the two to two and two together that the guy just got off and nothing happened to him. And he did an interview a couple years later, and he was asked about did he kill Kendrick Johnson? And like you get like it's not hard to read people and body language and how they can't even look you in the eye when you're just talking to them. And like, he just like reek like the just guiltiness. And it's, it's just, it's sick to me that the fact that this man can go on and live his life and play college football and, you know, live a regular life. And then you got a young man who wasn't even able to graduate high school. Like it, it's crazy to me. Like the fact that, that that's like, like this man is like literally playing college football and has the opportunity to go live a life and probably have a family and do all that extra stuff. And, you know, like it's that stuff is crazy. But like as, as far as action goes, to get back to your question, like, like you know, you know, again, I do, I do feel like the main thing is putting these people in jail. But also I think that the, the funding, the police department and building it back from the ground up is the, pro- the proper thing to do in the majority of these states in America, because I feel like there's no other way. Like I, I feel like every other option has been exhausted, like the peaceful thing and being all calm and all that. That stuff that's that that has never worked and it, it hasn't worked and I feel like when most people want to I feel like when they they say you need to be peaceful in these situations I feel like that's just saying you need to be passive and you don't need to fight back and I feel like that's all they're saying is just a nice way of saying we don't want you fighting back so you need to relax and, and and I think it's just at that point where that needs to be done with like it's either you do right by the people and and put these guys in jail and you can defund the police and build a system from the back up and teach these people who you're letting supposedly supposed to be protecting us and teach them the right way. And, and, and one thing that I really want, man, and I noticed this a lot and just from growing up and just seeing like how it is, I really want them to stop putting these police officers who come from these strictly like one race backgrounds and what I mean by that is like they grew up in an area and they all all they've known in their life is white people right and then you put them in a predominantly black area they immediately come into these situations with fear because they think something's going to happen from because of what they hear on tv or what they read on social media and and that's one thing that I see a lot of cops get placed in these areas when they really shouldn't be patrolling these areas because they're 
when, when, when you already a cop, I'm, I'm pretty sure most cops walk out with the fear every day that they might not be able to come home. And then when you have some of these people who they come into these areas where they have this inner feeling that something bad is going to happen, it ultimately leads to something bad happening. So that's what I kind of one thing that I really want as far as like a change from within the police system, if it was to ever be a change. I know a lot of people will probably want to talk to Andrew. So you know what we're going to do this week? Rather than having everybody wait until the end of um, our SmackDown review to get the call, I will say um, if you're going to call to talk about SmackDown, wait till afterwards. But if you wanted to just talk to Andrew about maybe anything in the world of, of in the world period or even just in the, in, in, the, in, in, in sort of a news uh, but not relating to SmackDown. You can Skype us right now at Post Wrestling if you look on Skype, and we'll take some phone calls. But um, before we do that, let's get into some some news uh, of the week. Shall we? In the wrestling we, world, okay? Shall we? Biggest news, biggest story coming out of the WWE this week is the news that Paul Heyman is out of Raw as executive director, and Bruce Pritchard from SmackDown is in. WWE tweeted this out yesterday saying, in an effort to streamline our creative writing process for television, we have consolidated both teams from Raw and SmackDown into one group, led by Bruce Pritchard. Paul Heyman will concentrate on his role as an in-ring performer going forward. Uh, your immediate reaction to this, Andrew? Uh, wait, wait, isn't it crazy how just last year, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman got appointed the executive directors of Raw and SmackDown, then one year later, Heyman's out, Pritchard's in, leading both. Like, it's crazy, I just think, like, I, I never think when there's these like big cre- big creative shifts in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't never think that's a good thing. And I, I feel like as far as like what Paul Heyman did, I feel like a lot of people kind of associated like seeing some of the newer faces on Raw, the Apollos, the Angel Garza's, the Austin Theories, the Andrades, and you know seeing the the rise of Drew McIntyre, just the <laughs> uh, that Paul Heyman has had. You, you know, I, I feel like um like the the, you know, the diversity that Paul Heyman has brought onto Raw. And I, I feel like, like yeah, a lot of people associate with that, so associate that stuff with Heyman. So it's going to be interesting to see how things play out over the coming weeks, as far as you know, as Bruce Pritchard takes over from you know Heyman, and it's I, I don't know, man. We we're we going to see, but I, I feel like you know Heyman did a, a a really good job as far as bringing that diversity to to Raw. The biggest questions certainly are with like talents such as you know like an Apollo Cruz and an Angel Garza, people have, who really have kind of received opportunities on SmackDown um, that you might attribute to perhaps Paul Heyman, but mm-hmm. um, we shall see how, how far that'll continue. Um, I'm, I'm certainly like, you know, uh, and, and John like wrote a, a really nice update about it on, on, yeah. uh, on, on the, on the site tonight, but like, you know, he kind of hit, hit the nail on the head in the end. This, these are Vince's shows and whatever Paul Heyman was putting out still had to be approved. by, by Vince Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, yeah. how much are these shows going to actually change? I don't really know. Um, I, I I do find it interesting though that Paul Heyman is is no longer going to be in charge, and they do say that he'll all be concentrating on his honor roles. But what honor roles right now without a yeah. Brock Lesnar? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's very true. I'm I'm kind of interested if that means like he'll be doing something else, maybe you know, being on the mic, you know, being the mouthpiece for another performer. Like I, I you know, like you said, we're gonna see what's gonna happen over the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the phone lines right now, Hanzi. You're on the air. Please unmute yourself. What's going on, Way? Hey, Hanzi. What's going on? Yo, uh, I'll figure. I'll call back with the wrestling talk if that's cool later on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's cool. Andrew, first of all, I gotta say, y'all. Um, I've been watching some of your interviews, man. I'm glad you're on the team. 
And I really enjoyed uh, you and Nate's chat with Way and John. Uh, I'm someone that like kind of like you know was brought into like kind of ignorance on um, from Western media and and I again you know from where I'm at from the fucking Stern show I was trained with that kind of ignorance even in humor and all that. And the last couple of years it's kind of been hard because I've been kind of getting out of that and I find myself not being able to be as funny because. I thought humor was only rooted in the most racist, homophobic or misogynistic type of stuff. So again, like I'm glad that guys like yourself are speaking out. And I just want to know, like, what are you like, again, I don't know where you are politically. Right. But I follow a lot of leftist people like, and that not to be confused with neoliberal types who are on mainstream. And I followed them because I feel like they think that their movements get hijacked. And it's only meant for social influencers who get get the credit and get the mainstream attention, but then like they don't really credit any of the grassroots movements that go on. And I just want to know, do you have any feeling about that? Because I feel like right now, with all these corporations saying Black Lives Matter and all that, it feels like we're in the Iraq War part of thing where pe- all of a sudden people became anti-Bush during the mid two thousands, right? And then it just seemed blindly that everybody was going that route. So I just want to know, like, do you keep an eye out on people that kind of hijack the movement and kind of don't really have well intentions? Or are you just kind of like taking it as is? And I apologize for running my time, but I just wanted to ask that. No, you, you good, man. Uh, firstly, you know, thank you for the, the, the kind words you said. Uh, and uh, I, I think it takes a lot for a person to, like yourself, to admit that they you know, we're, we're brought up under those certain ideologies and, and mindsets and, you know, admittedly have changed as you said. So, you know, big ups to you for even, you know, being able to admit that. And um, as far as people who, um, you know, they, they, they want to promote Black Lives Matter as a way to fit in per se, or, you know, just to get mesh in with the status quo that what everybody else is doing. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not like super like locked in on, other people when they do that stuff like I mean I, I I think it's corny but at the same time I'm not one of those people that's looking to hunt everybody that does that or, to, or in my opinion it's like they're just using the movement to you know promote their brand or you know just the there's no like genuineness behind it so I mean it's like you, you can't really control what people do like I feel like if I were to call somebody out on you know trying to use the movement to just um promote their own brand and stuff like that. I feel like it would it, it wouldn't change their mind regardless of whether I spoke to them or not about it. So I just try to just do my best to just focus on promoting it the best way that I can. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that's pretty much the same for others as far as um, reacting to people who they feel like are being disingenuous with their actions. All right. Thank you, guys. And I'll, I'll try to call back if there's time. But uh, again, thank you for taking my call away. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you, Hanzi. Let's get back to some of the news here. We have uh, NXT and AEW ratings, uh, and this is from postwrestling.com. AEW fell to its third lowest viewership figure in history with 677,000 viewers on TNT and falling 7% from last week. In the 18 to 49 demo, AEW was down 21% with a 0.23 that still left them at 14th for the night on cable. NXT was down 6%, registering 673,000, so only 4,000 less than uh, AEW viewers on the USA Network. But NXT 
was down 20% in the Prime demo with a 0.16, ranking them 35th on Wednesday's cable programming. We're not going to go too news heavy here, uh, but actually, I think before we do our last story, Jake, I believe you're on this line. Jake, can you hear us? Hey, gentlemen, good to talk to you uh, again. Hey, How are you all doing today? How you doing? Well, what's on your mind? Good. Hey, I just want to say that uh, it's been uh, it's been a few months since I've uh, t- um, talked to you guys uh, here on Skype, and I just want to call in and saying that thank you both for your uh, thank you both, and as well as John as well. Uh, for your heart, uh, heart and passion on this huge issue. You know, I was, for the past couple of weeks, um, here in the Chicagoland area, I was, um, as a photojournalist, I decided to cover uh, the uh, the ongoing protest here at uh, downtown Chicago and Michigan Avenue uh, for my publication that I work with um, at my uh, at my college uh, here in Chicago. And it's been a, man, I've, it's, it's been a hell of a month uh, for me uh, getting to experience some of those uh, uh, and, and got a healthy dose uh, of those te- of those um, those pepper spray and uh, some of the batons uh, that almost got to me. But thank goodness I didn't get, I didn't I didn't get fully injured during some of those weekends. But uh, hmm. it's tough. Um, it's tough that we're still. Um, I'm sorry, guys. A little emotional about this, but um, take your time. No, it's yeah, it's it's just you know it's tough that in the United States of America that. We're still experiencing um, this kind of treachery that uh, um, uh, that we have in our society today, and uh, yeah. But I just want to, you know, I always thought as wrestling as um, I always thought of wrestling um, as an escape uh, for me, and uh, and and for for many real world issues. But you know, you just couldn't. It's just nearly impossible to escape this kind of stuff. And uh, but uh, re just re listening to. Um, uh, uh, a couple weeks ago on Review of Raw uh, with you guys and Nate Milton, uh, it's just like just felt um, so better that uh, just just made me felt so better about myself and my confidence uh, and uh, what, what I should be as and how I should um, treat others uh, as a as a human being. Um, it's just really thankful that uh, you guys are. Uh, have your heart and passion this kind of issue kind of issue so yeah like you know the the, uh, the photos that i had in my social media um covering uh covering the riots and all that like you know we i just pray to i just pray to my lord and savior jesus christ that i pray to be uh, such a better person uh so i can treat others and and also as well like you know shout out to uh, you know my best friend uh for uh, ever since childhood uh, he is a uh, he is a uh, he is a black pastor uh for uh, for the church that i go to and you know, a great quote uh, that I got of him when I had um, uh, when I had him um, for coffee uh, earlier today is that the only way that we can have reconciliation in our society is if we look and look ourselves in the mirror and just treat and just start being good to one another. Uh, uh, no matter uh, no matter what the circumstances, no what no matter what uh, color of your skin uh, they are, like you know, like uh, look at what Martin Luther King uh, did and how much he loved and how much he loved uh, he showed God's love to uh, all to uh, all the people. So it's just uh, yeah, I just want to say that uh, piece. Uh, uh, say that um, that um, piece uh, out of my heart, Lord, um, uh, for you guys. So it's uh, it's been. Uh, it's been an honor, and then um, it, this is uh, this uh, stuff like this is why I'm so proud to be a patron uh, for you guys and supporting you guys for for many many years. Uh, thank you for your heart and passion for this. It's just uh, so wonderful to see. Thank you so much, Jake. Um, well, before you go, where where can people find find your work? I, I'm actually curious to yeah. see some of your photos. Yeah, sure. Like you know, I'm starting to upload some more uh, some more of that stuff. You can find me on Instagram. 
uh, just uh, at uh, Jake and Ader seven oh, at uh, at it's Jakers here dot mp four. Uh, just uh, putting in the in the uh, in the video chat uh, okay. uh, here in the YouTube chat as well. And you can find me on Twitter at Jake and Ader seven two two. You can find all my all my um, all my opinions and all my proven points. You know, I'm I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna stay quiet on this. Like you know, yeah you know the um. You know, we had a, a huge spotlight on it uh, last week, but it, this should not stop uh, just for after a week. So this, like this type of issue, um, needs to continue. All right, stay safe, Jake. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. Alrighty, so I think we're gonna put a stop to the calls for the time being. You can call in a little bit later after we're done our review because once I get to this next story, there's no way we can get back to a serious phone call because our last story of the day. This is the this is the big one, Andrew. The season finale of Total Bellas did a six hundred ninety three thousand rating viewers on E. That is more than AEW this week. That is more than NXT this week. And on top of that, they beat them not just in overall. They beat them in the prime demo. They did a point two nine and eighteen to forty nine. Nikki and Brie Bella have an audience. They have an audience, like, and that's just all of them. They built this audience, and and I did the season six got renewed. I mean, for the next season uh, of the show got renewed, and like, I don't see that not getting renewed anytime soon. Like, they just have an, a loyal fan base that legit loves them. So, and it, it's got it's good to see that success, man. Like they, like it's always good to see people come from outside of the world of wrestling and just take off. And they've done nothing but that since leaving uh, WWE full time. I mean, I'm pretty confident in saying that. I feel like they've pretty much like formed their own audience outside of the w- WWE oh, yeah. at this point. You know, yeah. it's very much more of an E audience, and you know, they're they this this season was nothing about wrestling outside of you know Daniel Bryan being a big part of it, but um, like really had very little to do with the WWE. Um, and I think, you know, it was primarily driven based off of several major life events and, you know, the, of course, Nikki's engagement to Artem and, as well as the double baby news. But um, on top of that news, yes, uh, they have been renewed for a sixth season. So that'll be coming up. And uh, w- one final plug is that Pauline and I will have a recap of the season finale tomorrow mm-hmm. on the Post Wrestling Cafe feed. So, Andrew, I'm sure you'll be paying attention to that. <laughs> All right, everybody. So that was a uh, preview, I guess you could say, of uh, tonight's edition of Rewind of SmackDown. If you want to listen to the rest of the show, including our full review of SmackDown, the ridiculous Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, urine testing angle, uh, fantastic AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan match, a bit of a preview of Backlash, as well as your phone calls. You can listen to the rest of the show and every edition of Rewind of SmackDown right on the Post Wrestling Cafe, which is our Patreon. And for signing up for $6 a month, you get every edition of Rewind of SmackDown. You get our entire archive of Rewind Away shows. You get Total Recall, the season finale of which we'll be releasing tomorrow. And Tuesday, it is our Avengers Endgame review. It is the culmination of it all. We'll be joined by myself, John Pollock, Nate Milton, Brent Chittenden, talking about pretty much the MCU as a whole, but specifically this in, uh, f- fantastic, fantastic three-hour experience. So $6 a month, again, gets you all of that as well as our entire archive of shows. So if you like what you hear right now, want to hear the rest of the show and a bunch of other things, I'm going to stop talking right now. Just go to postwrestlingcafe.com. Thanks a lot. <laughs>